Welcome to Behind the Flag podcast. We want to thank our sponsor, Get It Right Enterprises. Get It Right offers great training software to learn football rules. They can be located at www.getitrighttraining.com. Bob Arnone is the owner and founder of Get It Right and has truly provided some great football training to the New Mexico Officials Association. My name is Dennis Barella. I'm a Albuquerque High School football official working line of scrimmage, and I also just finished my first year of Division II last year at the line of scrimmage. Co-host Ken Adent. He is a back judge out of Albuquerque, New Mexico, and also has just completed his first year of Division II college football officiating. We want to thank your support, and we truly hope you enjoy our webinars that can be located at AFOA underscore ref dot com on YouTube and our podcast at Behind the Flag. All right, here we go. Week six of 10 of Get It Right Enterprises. And um, tonight we have Forward Progress, Barbar Known, owner, founder of Get It Right. Um, on a side note, next week we'll have Defensive Player. We're going to move that to Wednesday night, August 5th at 5 p.m. And that should be the last adjustment of the, of the schedule. Again, next week will be Wednesday, August 5th at 5 p.m. for Defensive Player. Ken Adent. Hey, guys. Sure. Appreciate everybody for joining. Uh, the, the downloads off the Internet have been fantastic. So I, I know Bob does a bang-up job, even though these are only, you know, 20, 25 minutes. Trust me, people are, are, are really digging the, the, the presentations. Bob, again, as always, thank you for your time. And uh, Dennis, what else? What else we got coming up? That's it. We have for right now the only thing after um, the get around presentation is the clinic on August 14th to 15th behind the flag clinic. So uh, we're moving down for summer sessions and uh, we'll fire back up in the fall in September sometime after a few weeks break. Excellent. As we can, we remind everybody to keep your mics muted. You can hear Bob very clearly with no background noise. Okay, Bob, it's all yours. All right. That sounds better. Okay, as I'm going to share my screen, I was doing a session with the folks up in New York, and uh, somebody put their mic back on. I could hear the police sirens in the background. And then some lady, as she was walking out the door, I could hear I love you. So in mid-sentence, I just kind of said, well, we'll love you back. So just kept going from there. Uh, okay, forward progress. Let's hit this here tonight. Um, let me start with forward progress being stopped. So uh, I'll go ahead and put this on the playthrough here. Runner coming towards you. Stops short of the goal line, so those wing officials, that's when you're running in there to sell that call. This is goal line going in. Your first move is going to be to that goal line to protect it, get a good view of that. Forward progress is stopped. Just mark it with that plane where you believe the forward part of that ball was located and get them ready for the next down. 
Now we'll talk about the runner maintaining control. Can you read the definition of the forward progress real quick, please? Okay, it's the end of the advancement of the ball towards the opponent's goal line. It's in possession of the runner. Uh, if you need to see the complete rule about the ball being fumbled out of bounds, we're really going to take the uh, uh, forward-most point of the ball uh, when it crossed that sideline. Of course, if it goes into the end zone and out, now we have a touchback. And that's uh, rule 251. 215-1, okay. that's right. Thank you. Okay, let's uh, we'll put this on playthrough. We'll bring it down to field level. And watch what this runner is fixing to do. We'll just go ahead and go right to the goal line there. So he's coming around. He gets hit by a defensive guy, goes back, maintains control, continues to run, gets hit again. Run that one more time. Let's move it up here, watch it from the stadium view. He gets hit, maintains control, gets hit again. So we'll go ahead and step up. So there's that first contact at the three yard line. So had that defensive guy wrapped him up, uh that could have been his forward progress right there. But since he maintained control and he's and then he goes running back, he gets hit again at the four-yard line and driven back to the five. So this first one just doesn't matter anymore. That's when he was initially contacted by B, uh, but he maintained control. So we're not going to worry about that the three-yard line uh, where he was initially hit. Then he was hit again at the four-yard line and then knocked back beyond the five. But we're going to give him credit for at least making it up here to the four-yard line where he was hit by that defensive player. Okay. And this is probably a good time, too, to talk about the fact that that helmet came off of uh, the defensive player. So this play happened to be second down. So normally we would have had the 40-second play clock, uh, the 40-second play clock going on. Last year, uh, since that helmet came off the defensive player, uh, we would have stopped, you know, stopped the clock. Uh, set the game clock to 25, send that defensive player off the field for one play, and then wind the clock and have that 25-second clock running again. And then this year with the new rule, we're going to go ahead and put 40 seconds on there. We all good with that? Yes, sir. Okay. Now let's... Uh, now we got helmets flying off of everyone.
now the helmet's flying off the runner. So we have both offense and defense helmets coming off. In the previous situation, when the helmet came off the defensive player, that play remained live. When the helmet comes off of the runner, then that play is dead right there at the spot. Again, it's only dealing with the runner there. If it comes off of any other offensive player, that play is still alive. But when it comes off the runner, uh, we're going to call that dead. And, and right before we went on the online here, I was about to try to take a quick look to say, well, we're going to make this a, a, a 25 second play clock or is it a 40 second? Uh, but I think the way the rule is written, and I may need a little bit of help here on this, is uh, I think that 25 second is just a function of the defense. So I think that would default to a 25 second play clock on that. When both helmets come off. Does anybody want to chime in on that? Uh, Three. <clears throat> so we're saying that the, we go to 25 seconds because the offensive helmet came off or because of the defensive helmet came off or both? Mike, uh, Mike posted his mini Jimmy's. I'm in agreement with that. The 25 seconds is because of the offense. Anytime an offensive helmet comes off, it's a 25 second play clock. Right. And the ball's dead at that point because of the offensive helmet coming off, not the defense. Correct. Yep. yep. Got it. Yeah. That, that's, that, that's the direction I was leaning on that. Give them the verify. Okay. So that's your, your runner uh, helmet coming off of him. Okay. Now, this is one that uh, we'll talk a little bit more about next week uh, when the runner is controlled by the defense. So, we got this runner that we already saw was, you know, pretty good athlete that was able to take a hit by the defense and uh, was able to maintain control and possibly uh, gain more yardage. But what we have here, and I'll leave this on the playthrough, is now he's really held up by the defensive guy. So his forward progress has stopped. He's definitely under control. Uh, so we, we can call that play dead right there. But then this is where that defensive player definitions come into play. It's really going to and can really make our lives a little bit more challenging than what they, they need to be. Because so many defensive players have it ingrained about, about uh, playing to the whistle. He wants that, that runner down without any doubt. Uh, so if we deem that that runner is in control uh, by the defense, you know, we could go ahead and, and put a pretty fast whistle on that to preclude something like uh, – 58 coming in with that unnecessary roughness. Um, now, at the same time, that offensive coach might say, why are you blowing that whistle? Because that's my stud. You know, he can break 
break that tackle and keep on going. So, um, you know, they're going to want it both ways, but they can't always have it both ways. Uh, so if we think that uh, that runner is under control by the defense, you know, we may want to have that quick whistle on that. So, and if you don't do a quick whistle on it, uh, if somebody wants to challenge why you didn't, you know, you can say, well, you know, we think that runner still had the opportunity to break free. Uh, you know, it could be a tough argument to make, but he broke the tackle before. Uh, figure it out. Just understand what the rules are, how you're going to enforce them, and, and be consistent. Okay, am I going to stir the pot on any anything there that I just said? No, I don't think so. Um... As for line of scrimmage, I think the forward progress, uh, he's gang tackled and there's two or three defensive players on there. You know, you want to kill that play yeah. as soon as possible also. So just keep that in mind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that, that would be his forward progress right there. He's under control by B. Okay. I'll put this on playthrough, and I'll go ahead and I'll move down to field view on this one. Okay, got a runner that decides he wants to slide. So this is one we, where we need to make sure we know where we're going to spot that ball. Go back, we'll do step through on it. So as soon as his knee touches the ground, that's when we're going to kill it. But then we have to see where the ball is. So here we're going to be just shy of the 40-yard the line there. Not up here where he, where he finally slides. And my understanding is, for you college guys, don't you spot it when he starts his slide? I think somebody mentioned that to me at one point. The hips break. Yeah, when his hips drop, that's that's where he's down at. And the ball's down. Yeah. Okay, so if you if you do both, make sure you wait until that knee hits the ground. Uh, I mean, in this, it's only a difference of, you know, a couple of inches and things like that. But, you know, maybe that's short of a first down or it's a first down. So uh, sometimes those inches matter. So again, wait until his uh, knee or some part of his body, other than his feet or hands, hit the ground. Uh, that's when it's dead. Find where that ball is, and that's your spot. Okay, then getting back to uh, one that we saw before, and I'll just stick with the offense on this one. And we'll just go ahead and do the step through. And you have that airborne player. As soon as he's contacted by the defensive guy, his forward progress is established at that point in time. And then he's driven you know, back towards his line of scrimmage, but we're going to give him that forward progress since he was contacted while he was in the air. So in this case, it turns out to be a touchdown. And then sticking with what we had talked about before, Here we have the 
defensive player intercepts it. He's then contacted by the uh, offensive player. But then remember the definition of forward progress is relative to the opponent's goal line. So we're going to go ahead and give him forward progress here where we uh, hit the ground. That's all I had tonight for forward progress. Anything else y'all want to get into? Oh, sorry. Uh, go, go ahead, Ken. What were you talking to the New York group about? Um, they had uh, uh, non-scoring scrimmage kicks. And then uh, last week we had scoring scrimmage kicks. Uh, so we were talking about uh, the holder. Uh, when he uh, raises up off his knee to uh, catch a snap, you know, when does that ball stay live? Uh, we talked about field goal. Yeah, I don't think I showed you all field goal here. Ken, you're going to love this. For everybody out there that hates on back judges and all, <laughs> uh, watch the one on the right. What do you got? Okay, oh, everybody's oh. hesitating. <laughs> They're on the right. Yeah, and this kind of helps, uh, you know, when, when people start asking about, well, why don't we just use video? I don't know that we have too many videos of this. You know, the rule is that we have to draw that imaginary line up the inside of that upright. And if the ball's going over top of that upright, any part of that ball breaks that plane, it's no good. I agree. So I had a local coach last year hit me up on that. He's like, what happened? I explained it to him. He's like, well, if it, you think if it would have hit the upright, it would have bounced in? I said, yeah, probably. But, you know, it, it didn't. So, uh, you know. Physics says it's good, but Federation says it's not. So that, that's what we go with. Does anybody have any questions on forward progress? Yeah, I got a quick question. I want to go over that last play that we just saw. Um, it's something I had never thought about where the guy intercepts it in the end zone, and then he's actually driven out of the end zone. And, and I understand the forward progress of it. Um, if this was going towards his goal line, of course, we would have given him the touchdown. But philosophy-wise, I know what the rule states, but philosophy-wise, wouldn't we want to make this a touchback? I don't think. I just want to see how everybody feels or talk about it instead of putting him down at the two. I don't think so because it doesn't talk about momentum. That's, that doesn't fall within momentum on the goal line here, so you can't give him a touchback. And the ball, the ball he catches the ball in the end zone. Right, but he's down by when well, he's down when he hits the ground when he's tackled, not where he caught the ball, right? Right. So that's right. the only place you can put it is at the one yard line or the two yard line wherever he gets forced out of that end zone. And an airborne shoot on an airborne um receiver. That's my opinion, but if anybody else, anything, any back judges have anything different on that? 
Well, our line scrimmage guys, I mean, this could be one of those quick slant plays where he jumps in front, catches it, and then he's carried to the one um, and dropped. I don't think we have a philosophy on that in high school that I heard of, but I, you know, I'm probably wrong. But I would just, I would go with what the rule says because you never be wrong if you're going with what the rule says. That's very true. Bob, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, uh, I, I designed this animation and it's like, you know, everything that I looked at, that's, that, that's what the rule says. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if, um, this came up last year at the, uh, front range camp, uh, when we were talking about hurdling, I jumped past that real quick. Um, you all might remember the, uh, I keep forgetting the guy's name from Oregon. He's uh, an assigner and I think a rules interpreter there. So uh, the rule is, is you're leading with your knee or foot over a defender who has nothing more than one or two feet on the ground. Um, so his philosophy was he didn't want that called unless this defensive guy was a little bit more upright. Um, so he was starting to introduce his own philosophy, which I, I guess is okay as long as everybody that uh, all the officials he's responsible for and all the coaches that he works with all understand that's how they're going to you know, call that situation right there. So, uh, yeah, the, the whole thing then about, uh, you know, forward progress and, and that guy intercepting the ball in the end zone, uh, the ruling on that is that the ball would be spotted, you know, up here at the two-yard line or inside the two, something like that. Uh, it is consistent with the rule. Um, you know, some people, when they look at the momentum rule, if uh, they gain possession inside the one and then he drops back into the end zone, uh, I, you know, maybe we're just going to go ahead and call that a touchback. Uh, but, you know, just figure out, you know, culturally, if I, if I can use that word, how you want to handle something like that, just be consistent with it. You know, one one way you could look at it, say, well, coach, I didn't think he had possession of the ball until he fell into the end zone. We're going to have ourselves a touchback. Or the the guy or the guy that, uh, you know, said, well, you know, he had possession inside the one, and then he his momentum brought him back in. Good news, you got the ball. Bad news, you're, you know, you're going to be at the one-yard line. Um, you know, one coach is going to be less happy than the other. Uh, you know, you could have the same kind of situation here. But the forward progress of an airborne receiver, you know, the whole definition of forward progress is it's relative to uh, the direction he's going towards the opponent's goal line. So so in essence, he kind of gained two yards by being tackled forward when he finally hit the ground. Uh, But the bad news is he's on the two-yard line. 
Thank you. I appreciate that. And, and I agree with you. I think the forward progress rule is very clear on this. That he's got to be at the two. I just think it's uh, good to kind of start that conversation and get people thinking and discussing it. So yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. As we all know, none of this stuff is as easy as it seems like when you read it in a rule book. No. Anybody else have any questions, comments, concerns about uh, forward progress? Uh, Bob, as always, man, we appreciate your time. Hey, my pleasure. Just keep fighting my level up as well. We got our first scrimmage is coming Saturday. Oh, fun, 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 fun. So, like I said, um, next week, we're going to move next Tuesday's um, Get It Right webinar to Wednesday, August 5th at 5 p.m. due to scheduling conflicts. That should be our last uh, um, schedule update. And with that, we'll see you next Tuesday. We'll send out a reminder uh, and appreciate your attendance. Good night.